voice sounds real sexy right now. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the Boondocks Podcast. You're listening to Season 2, Episode 3. Thank you for not snitching. HBO (laughs) Synopsis. A rash of home invasions has Woodcrest in a panic. When Riley witnesses the theft of Granddad's precious car, Dorothy, will he crack under questioning? (laughs) Welcome. That was my NPR. NPR, if you're listening, yeah. oh, That was your NPR? I was going to say, that reminded me of something else. I thought you were about to follow up with, so what can I do for you? No. Uh, <laughs> I, I got the NPR just because I I actually like uh, listen, used to listen to way too many podcasts. So immediately I was like, uh, uh, mm-hmm. don't laugh. <laughs> I like that. I like that, though. I like that. You yeah. Said, yeah. Got to switch it up on y'all. Y'all snitches. (sighs) Hi, ladies. Hola. Hello, governor. Happy birthdays. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) We got to, you know, do the happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Another birthday was Cedric Yarborough. Yep. That's true. Yep. That is correct. Our own Tom. (laughs) That's right. I just found out who um, are a bunch of Aries, um, Lady Gaga. Not that I'm like, was too excited about it. She's I, okay. I appreciate She's the her. same birthday as you. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. She. Oh, my God. Yeah, I always knew 25. Perez Hilton did. I did not know. You know? <laughs> you know, us Aries, you know, kind of have a little, we're, you have a little attitudes towards other Aries. So what? that's probably why. Yeah. Um, oh, no, yeah. Attitude. attitude. Fucking what? fucked heart Aries. <laughs> oh, man. Just the dumbest fucks on this side of the planet. Sorry, y'all. <laughs> it is what it is. I think men are, you know, people go, ooh, yep. Aries, ooh. <laughs> I think men are probably worse than women. Women, we're just very, yep. we're passionate. Um, you know, we're, we say what we mean. Um, I know I'm a dreamer. A um, little bit of a procrastinator, hence why I waited <laughs> last till last two hours to do three weeks of homework last night. Um, but yeah. But we're cuspers. Yeah. So we got that Pisces touch, but like, listen, a good Aries is awesome and a shitty Aries, like, so a good Aries is like courageous, good leader, uh, loyal friend. They stand up for the underdog. Man, mm-hmm. a shitty Aries is egotistical, selfish, uh, thinks they know everything, talks over people. Just think of like the person you hate most in the world, like an uncle ruckus kind of character. <laughs> that's That's probably a shitty Aries. I'm aware of my tendency to maybe talk because I'm so, so, so excited and passionate about topics with people that um, I I can 
you know, tend to speak over. And so I've definitely mm-hmm. tried to be much more aware of that. Podcasting has pointed that out to me. Um, <laughs> no, no, no. And don't but, think I'm like throwing daggers. You're a conversationalist oh, no, no. and there is a difference. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, I've known some Aries who will just, what did you say? I'm sorry. I thought Tiara started to like <laughs> the uh, shit like that. Like, no, dude, I'm good. Yeah. Y'all doing the most. Um, every parent teacher conference was the same. She's great. She just talks a lot. And, um, <laughs> you know, she gets frustrated when the other kids don't know. Cause I'm that one that had my hands up like, oh, oh, if they don't know, I know, I know, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so <laughs> sounds familiar. Yeah. Sounds like our youngest son. I don't know where he gets that from. That's crazy. No, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> crazy. But yes. So we are, these are our signs, you know? Yeah. What, 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 I'm Tiffany. I'm an Aries. I like long weeks. What is it? Long walks on the beach and sweet, you know, didn't know it's like R&B songs. Oh, yeah. From like the 60s mm-hmm. used to say that. Lowered expectations. <laughs> <laughs> what, was, what was that? Like Mad TV or something like that? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Love that. Oh, oh fuck. God, So good. So good. And, and I remember yeah. a lot of those... Um, like those 80s dating videos that would like sneak on when the internet first started and people would start putting that shit on it was the funniest shit that I had ever seen. And I, I don't like cringe comedy. Like I feel bad when other people are experiencing something that would make me cringe basically. And that's what mm. all of those are, but they're just so completely overwhelmingly clueless that I can't, I, I lose my empathy. <laughs> Yes, yes. So you didn't enjoy the like American Idol no. auditions. No. You didn't oh, no. She banged. She banged. Yeah. I still get that. uncomfortable about that shit. <laughs> but I you so. know, I don't begrudge any like people a lot of people choose to put themselves into situations like that yes. and that is their choice and they have the right to it. I cannot watch it and it's not even because I'm judging somebody about it. It's literally that I don't like the feeling that it produces with inside me. So therefore yeah. I'm just going to avoid it if I can. Yeah. Well, so, so you think you can dance is a little different. These people, I'm like, there is no way in hell you thought that that was the, like, come on. Um, those are pretty funny, but um, yeah, I, after about a season or two, it got pretty old on American Idol, you know, it, yeah, but man, they had some good ones while they did. Yeah, I, they did have- I kind of half paid attention to the first season of that. I remember like, I don't know, th- like actually for a minute thinking, oh, maybe I'll try out for that. And then I think it was like when it got near the end and it was obvious they were trying to kind of push the uh, Kelly, the, the Kelly and what's what was the dude's name again? Justin. 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 Yeah. When they were trying to like push those two into some kind of like. It just it it so totally th- yes I know the movie but that wasn't even uh, it yeah like they, on the they show totally itself did a whole, yeah they did a whole uh, Twilight thing like yeah. you guys are gonna pretend like you're dating type thing and the whole time he was like really checking up with Paula or was trying to check up with Paula or something yeah um I do remember that though I remember crying for her because I was like that feeling had to be amazing and I remember her song a moment like this I still like oh, her like so I good. the reality cooking stuff that she's doing i don't even know what exactly she's doing now but um i don't watch it <laughs> but her music yeah. i used i used to really dig her music especially when i worked at mm-hmm. bars and and it was perfect like you know 
in between Since karaoke song song, you know. Yeah, so Since you've gone, is still. Yes, right yes, I know. I've, the the Diet Dr Pepper commercials. Uh, was L- little sweet. Little sweet. That's right. Uh, that's just uh, Justin Quarini. I'm with you there. Though. The I do wrong. like Since You've Gone. It reminds me of the hills and mm. Laguna Beach a lot. Um, it reminds me, you know, just that's that song was fire. But um, yeah, no, I, I she reminds me of Rachel Ray. Like they're trying to turn yeah. her mm-hmm. into a yeah 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 yeah. 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 Let's not do that. Before. Anyway. <laughs> yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I know she's not cutting me a check, so I don't. Right. right. <laughs> Well, um, yeah, so one thing we didn't really do last week, we didn't really kind of talk about current events because it was honestly a much needed um, quiet news week, so to speak. Yeah. Um, This this week's not so much. Not so much. Uh, There was, let's see, um, very early in the week, we had... Uh, well, what ended up happening was uh, guidelines that were trying to be, what was it? Uh, the NRA pushed back against um, mm-hmm. a, a recent gun law in Georgia. Mm-hmm. And so it basically got got cut, which allowed somebody to walk into a store, buy a machine gun, and then walk into a grocery store and shoot people waiting to get vaccines. Um and that it was right after we had somebody go in to a three spa shooting spree of Asian women in the same general area almost. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I feel like we, we have to talk about that a little bit at least because. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, it's um, I definitely I have friends that live there. So, you know, right away. I contacted yeah. her this morning and, you know, she's like, just a sad day here. They're all fine, which, you know, so, so happy and thankful for. Yeah. Um, it you guys know that I've become an, in, yeah. you know, an enthusiast and, you know, and practicing our, our Second Amendment rights. And it seems that because we have a Democratic, you know, house and usually Democrats are against, you know, and they're, they're for more staunch gun control. It seems like ever since we, you know, the Democrats took, you know, charge of the house, shit's just been happening that it has to do with guns. And it's, it makes me wonder like, what is the, the, the message that the universe is trying to send? Because, I believe in our rights to be able to have them now who are, you know, who's getting them and how they're being used. Of course, that that's the problem. You know, it's never been oh. a gun that's been on trial for, for killing somebody. It's, you know, it's, it's the person true, it's the people true. behind it. I think that it goes both ways though. I, I understand enjoying being a responsible gun owner, but I personally do not believe there is any reason for someone who is not in the military to have a high capacity magazine. I do not see uh, like a point and shoot with a, with a with a big magazine. Sure, cool. But when you're looking at the power of an AR-15 or something along that lines, that's military grade. And if we don't, if we think that it's wrong for the police to be using military grade weapons against our people, why would it then be okay to take it away from them? But it's still okay for everybody else. Like I'm, I don't believe that anybody should have 
anything of that kind of power unless you are like trained in it, like hardcore. You have to carry something that says, I know how to use it and I've, I'm not at a chance, you know, or not, uh, what's the word? Um, Risk. Not I'm not a, a high risk. At, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, I, I think I, I those def- are basic things that need to happen. I do not. There's no reason to have a hundred, hundred bullet clip or, you know, any like things that you can shoot hundreds of times in seconds does not need to be in regular society. The people who are making the laws need to realize that they need to either like fully uh, um, approach this from a, this is your accountability. And if you do something with your gun, something is going to happen. Like they have to go to it from that or everybody like it's either gun control or it's gun consequences but right now we have yeah. neither so yeah Lindsay, yeah, i know you were just waiting playing for- the middle of the playing uh you know yeah riding the fence yeah yeah to make everybody happy so and it's sad because we're losing people yeah you know um those people were at the grocery store just minding their own business and picking up some cheetos or whatever and you know and yep. and, and had their lives completely turned upside down um yeah Lindsay, i know you were trying to say something a minute ago Yeah, there's like two big things I want to touch on here. The first one is that, one, we're talking about this in terms of people aren't thinking clearly about the people making laws. Um, I don't really think any of that is the root issue. I think, and we're going to get into this during this episode, I believe. Mm -hmm. I believe in America, um, and this is no disrespect to, to white men or white people, but like there is this thing in America where as a white man, it is your right to do whatever the fuck you want to do. Mm-hmm. That is the real root issue. That is why the shit continues in the manner in which it continues. You're not going to tell me I can't have an AK-47. Um, Gerard down the street. Yeah, you tell him whatever the fuck you want. No, that nigga shouldn't have a gun. I agree. But you're not going to tell fucking, you know, a white man, what he can and cannot do. And that just is what it is when it comes to gun laws. That's why you see the red tape in Congress. That's why you see nothing changing over the years. Um, That's it. I know a lot of people say I'm cynical, but I just feel I'm in a place in my life where I am very conscious of just everything going on. And I know a lot of other people actually are as well. Y'all just don't be saying this shit in public. (laughs) You'll be saying it in private rooms of Clubhouse. But the second big, big thing (laughs) that I want us to touch on and not get too caught up um, like get too far away from it is that I do want to just come out and say on this podcast, just noticing on LinkedIn, in my social circles, uh, on Twitter, that I do feel for the Asian community. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know there's some race relation stuff going back and forth as well, but I do want to just say here on this podcast, mm-hmm. like, yo, we definitely, I mean, I, we definitely stand with you. Absolutely. Um, yeah. If you are listening to this and you have anyone you're close to in your circle who is an Asian person, reach out to them and check in because it's it's through talking with other friends who are Asian that I actually took took the action to start just reaching out to all of my really close girlfriends and family members and saying like, hey, are you all right right now? And the response has actually been, no, Mm -hmm. I'm not, you know, so uh, definitely take that time um, and and support you know, other minorities going through this right now, because as black women, yo, we get it. Absolutely. We've been there. Yeah. I, I um, mean, I can relate when, um, you know, um, Sandra, was it Sandra Bland? Yes. 
um, mm-hmm. when when that happened. And, and there was a couple other females that same kind of situation within a couple of months. Mm-hmm. I definitely felt under attack. I already felt like the United States told black women, especially what they felt about them, not only women, but black women, especially when, you know, Trump got in office. So it was um, it was it was a scary time and it was an uncertain time about where I fit in and was I protected and was I okay? So I can only imagine, especially when like in the Bay area, people are just running up to people and socking them in the face, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. like elderly, you know, agents and um, yep, it's happened here know, too. It's, it's amazing to me because it's like, you guys, after at the end of the day, I know hubby loves when that, that saying, but at the end of the day, we're all, people of color, you know what I'm saying? Even though we honestly are the ones who are the majority, not the minority, as if, you know, if hmm. the numbers say we are the majority. We if we all did still like have POC a, versus a certain white, struggle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. We we've all just faced a certain struggle that's had to do with our yeah. beliefs and our, our race and our religion or whatnot that we've all had to come, you know, overcome in American history. So we should definitely feel, you know, just some empathy um, for, for those individuals right now, because it's one, it's what, like, I feel like it's just out of the blue, number one. Um, and I know it's been leading up to it, but it's like, what, what is wrong with these people? Like, just, <laughs> it is definitely ramping up. Like it, it's been yeah. kind of coming on for a while ever since COVID. Uh, but it's especially in the last couple of months that it's really just like, we're seeing it more because not because it's necessarily even happening more, but because the news is acknowledging that it's happening now. And so mm-hmm. it's, it's getting a wider audience. Um, yeah. But yeah, I like my, uh, the, the woman that I work with, um, my uh, instructional assistant at, at work, um, I am, so schools, <laughs> schools are being forced back in, in Seattle and whether we're ready or not. And I don't get my second dose of my vaccine for another week and I won't be cleared by my doctor for two weeks after that, which puts me squarely in spring break before I can walk into my classroom. That means that my assistant, who is an Asian woman, is alone pretty much all day. Like she's leaving her house for the first time since all of this happened, right out or like since the pandemic really happened. Wow. And she's having to go out to an uncertain, unstable environment where I am literally having to buy an air purifier because my school district said that my my rotten portable was new enough that it didn't need to be upgraded. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like, there's so much not caring about people going on right now. And, you know, that's not just because of Trump. It's not, you know, it's it's been just growing for a really long time. This, like... I don't know. I and it's he's gone, and it's like you're still doing yes. damage. And I am and terrified. The that years this man leading is up to get it his own social yeah. media oh, platform. <laughs> that is going to be. I mean, him and the my pillow guy, right? <laughs> uh, yes, you know him and the coked up my pillow guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah it's um, you know, and I, I wonder if he just sits back, you know, with his nuggets and, you know, and whatever <laughs> un- unhealthy food that he eats and just goes, I did this. Mm-hmm. Like if he's just pleased with himself, yes. you know, if this is if this is making him feel better because, you know, he pouted for so long. Um, if this is, you know, giving him validation. Um, he, and if so, it's very sad. I don't I don't think he ever pouted because I still don't think that he 
um, I mean, not that he doesn't believe. He believes it. He knows he is not president. But he knows that there's people out there that still believe that he is. And that yeah, is what is yeah. keeping him going. He is not upset yet because he hasn't lost several million fucking followers who are on Parler all the money. time going, Mr. Trump, join Parler. And he's like, no, no, I'm going to start my own thing and you guys are all going to come to me. And they will. They fucking will. Uh, all right. So thank you for not snitching. This episode is something. Like... <laughs> Right, right from the beginning, I fucking love that mm-hmm. it's that Ed and Jen Remy are back, and they're because um, they're them doing these crimes that are about to be blamed on everybody else. It's so fucking, uh, of course, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. it's exactly like what we were saying, and without going all the way to the end of the show, like it's really fucking like okay, these these two boys are going to get away with everything, aren't they? Like you yeah. just know it right from the beginning. <laughs> I mean, whenever they're on the show, they it's it's a it's a you know a narrative about some broader issue, um, but it's like they get away with it, and it's like and it's so it's so like a Brady Bunch episode. It's like at the end they're just like, well, that's what happened, and that's what happened. All right, here you know, and yep. they just go on about the business, um, which we know is real life. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, they're still funny as hell though. Oh, yeah. Still. Their conversations, Hilarious. especially when it's, uh, which one had the Bluetooth? Um, Ed. Ed had the, okay, so Ed's talking to some girl on the Bluetooth, and Jen's like, you fucking talking to me? What are you, like? <laughs> Ooh, I, that booty looks good. Right? <laughs> I love it when you bend over. <laughs> Shit. Or like our opening clip, your voice sounds real sexy right now. I just, I... I remember when those things were first out and it really did seem like people were just talking to themselves as they walked down yes. the street. And <laughs> like it brought back so many memories of those oversized, like Oh God. I talk about people <laughs> who have Bluetooth. I'm like, what where what are you doing? Like they lasted two hours because the battery sucked on them. Uh-huh. Um you could <laughs> barely hear. You would lose connection with your phone. Like it was it it definitely was more of a hazard driving and walking than anything else. But people that talk on them and talk on them so loud to this day, I'm like, what? what, what, what right. But, yeah. yeah. What? what? Now I'm on the phone. Well, we're not on the phone with you. So can you shut the fuck up? Oh, my God. <laughs> like I, oh. I used to ride the bus to commute all the time. I, I got so used to just the noise of people talking to no one it fucking sucked so much i can't stand when people are on freaking speakerphone like i can't why do you do that in public yeah care and i'm the type that i go (sighs) you know i'm looking over at them i'm doing all this and that and they just seem like they just talk louder (laughs) um yeah i I don't i don't get it like nobody cares nobody cares what you have for lunch (laughs) nobody Mm -hmm. yeah so so yeah so um i the fact that okay so the next scene is when uh they all kind of are the whole neighborhood is being questioned by the cops because there was another break-in um and like i don't i don't know about you guys um as a black person in a very white uh city 
I've never really felt completely comfortable with the cops. It wasn't honestly, it wasn't until after, like you mentioned Sandra Bland earlier. It wasn't until after Sandra Bland that I genuinely feared for my life around police. But, um, and then there was a, another one here in Seattle, actually, uh, that affected families that I used to work with. And Charlena Lyles, I believe her name was. God, I hate if I'm going to get, if I got that wrong, I'm going to have to look it up. Um, and yeah, so I have had to deal with the police only a few times in my life, um, always as a quote unquote victim of a crime um, or a witness. I was a witness to a hit and run once, twice. And every time it didn't matter if I was the victim or if I was the witness relaying information, I never, f it was what's the word it it was it always felt like the scene in this episode later when granddad is being questioned and the guy is like trying to trip him up like it's always felt like that even if i was saying yeah i was standing on the the side of the street smoking a cigarette the car ran the red light and hit the other car and that's all i saw oh so you were standing outside smoking a cigarette you know what movie yeah, that's it's from right like what fucking year was it? It was like, mm -hmm. yeah, I'm 23 years old. I'm outside of a bar having a cigarette and I saw a car hit another fucking car. <laughs> you know, we're not going <laughs> to think this wasn't, that Get wasn't a it, recent yeah. one, but. Uh, well, trivia. Do you know what scene that movie is from? The Well, yeah. What? Yes. What movie actually, that scene's from? Oh. Uh, we we did. You, um, Lindsay? Oh, I like that's from the crown on me, babe. That's cute. Um, <laughs> Lindsay, do you know what, you know, the scene where he's being in, um, interrogated, interrogated by, yeah, by the cop. Do you know what movie that's from? Mm-mm. No. Menace? To, yes. Oh, to, to society. 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 Yep. Yes. And I love that no, they got no. the, they got the same actor, right? Bill Duke. Bill, Bill Duke. Bill Duke. So they got yeah, the Bill same Duke, actor yeah. to play the, you the cop, too. Fucked up, right? So. You know right? fucked up, right? Right? We said he goes, no, 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 that's what I mean. Seven, seven. I love like that scene. First of all, that movie, Black Excellence. Black yeah, I got to watch that one again. I have it. not seen it in so long. So good. Yeah. Best soundtrack too. Oof. Mm. Soundtrack. I remember that. Yes. Right. Um, but yeah, that that scene, I, I can relate to what you're saying because growing up in Elk Grove, you know, it was always there. The cops are to protect and serve. And the first time that I had, and because prior to that being the times that I've gotten pulled over, I was able to kind of flirt my way out, you know, pull my shirt down a little bit. Um, <laughs> there were definitely times coming home from the club that I was, you know, speeding and I was not sober, but they let me go, you know, because I would say, oh, I'm trying to get home to my, you know, my babysitter and my son. But we were in Davis. It was um, the first summer hubby and I were together. We were in Davis and um, this cop pulled us over on a bullshit excuse and then proceeded to question us what we were doing in Davis. And we're like, we go to school. And it's like, you, you go to school here. And just to see how we were being stereotyped. And this one here, if you don't stop these freaking I'm going to hurt you. Um, this one here, you know, this is... <laughs> <laughs> Those of you playing along at home, uh, yes. <laughs> hubby number one is over there putting Trump's face on MJ for her birthday. <laughs> He's having so much fun Aww. on my birthday. It's so much fun here. Um, it is so, so he, cute. Every this, time it changes. 
I'm like, I like the crown, but I'm like freaking, I'm now I'm an orange Cheeto. <laughs> you got um, a mustache. <laughs> um, yeah, I like that one. I actually did kind of like that one. Um, but this is when I knew he needed to be a lawyer because he knew what he could say. I mean, he cussed that cop all the way up and down, talked about him probably being like, a, you know, be, you know, teased in high school and barely probably passed. And that's why he joined the force. And I mean, talked this man up and down. And my dad was on the phone. I was like, dad, I'm so worried. My dad goes, let him talk, let him talk. And that was such an eye opening experience to me that I, that immediately changed my image and, and how I interacted with anybody that any police officer, um, I mean, my boys call them the hot boys and you know, and I, that's the popo, like that's how they refer to them. And we don't have any reason for them to, you know, be afraid or to refer to them in a derogatory way. But it's what they've grown up with. You know, it's, it's the, the stories and the examples and people, you know, dying at the hands of police officers. So yeah. to them, it's a, it's negative and I can't do anything to convince them that they're here to protect and serve because they're not. Well, they, so, they literally like, didn't they go to the Supreme court and basically the Supreme court was like, no, that's, that's, they're, they're not there to protect anybody. They're there to protect property. They're there mm-hmm. to serve the community. That has nothing to do with individual life, liberty, or justice in any way. No, not at all. Um, So, actually, that that's a really good, uh, a really good uh, (laughs) words segue into that first (laughs) clip that we had. Voice sounds real sick. Nope. Nope. Wrong one. Nope. Good thing I can edit. Yep. Where I live, snitching is more like a recreational hobby. They even have a club for snitches. It's called the Neighborhood Watch. Okay, the Neighborhood Watch. My only experience with na- with Neighborhood Watch, it's not a positive. I don't know about you guys. How are you? How about you guys? <laughs> I'm from the hood, so right. <laughs> we didn't do that shit. They try. Yeah, my my very white neighborhood has. Well, no, actually not my particular neighborhood, but nearby neighborhoods have had neighborhood watches, which cracks me up because if I cross like a certain street, I might see somebody with like binoculars out their fucking window. It's fucking gross. Jesus Christ. um, The neighborhood watch was just always signs that were in the yard. Mm -hmm. Um, But you always had the couple of neighbors that... I didn't tell you I was going on vacation. So why are you checking to, you know, for what's so what's going on across the street at my house so much? You know, why are you so worried about that? I have seven cars here because they're coming over to watch a fight. Like you definitely had those um, unofficial, mm-hmm. unappointed, um, you know, mm-hmm. freaking monitors. Um, but that goes with, you know. I, we didn't have the privilege term then that now, you now I realize, yeah. you know, what that is. Um yeah, it it's needed in some neighborhoods if it's going to be reused right. I know. You see what you it said? was Fabio a second ago. Oh, my God. See, yeah, my, I was not looking on the screen. Um, I'm, I'm going to send him away, okay? So next I'm week enjoying you guys are it. I need is. laughter. I've been crying for four days. Laughter is fucking great right now. He's he's making my, boy, my, my, brother, my birthday fun. Yes, absolutely. Um, yeah, so I uh, I just wonder where it actually works. Where is there a neighborhood watch that everybody is for the same goal, 
you know, they're on the same page. They're not judging anybody. They're not, you know, oh, here comes the black um, family. So let's make sure we watch even closer. I'm just saying, where is it where it's actually done right? Um, I, I don't, I don't know. Maybe Iowa, maybe like somewhere in Nebraska. I don't, I don't know. Um, black neighborhoods, we don't have that. Yeah, exactly. Mm-mm. That's not what we do. What we do is we, we have the grandmother that knows everything or yep. I'm going to kill you. Um, we have the, you know, <laughs> the lady like 227 who sits on the stoop and, you know, knows everybody's name. And I love Barbie knows everybody's na- name and everybody's business. So, you know, she tells you everything. Um, I'm going to. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw my beer at you. You stop. Um, yeah, so in my neighborhood, we talked to who we talked to, and other than that, we didn't talk to you. And what we did in our house was none of your business. Um, so okay, stop. <laughs> Is this why you wanted me to go on camera so that you could do this? Oh my gosh. Uh, so special. Um, <laughs> what is that half Joker, half half uh, Bruce big trouble in little big trouble. Okay. I will. I yeah. Sorry, about I that. was like, I don't know, Leatherface and John Wick. I didn't know. I was just gonna Shut say it. something. But um, so I wanted to one thing that point that was very apparent to me at the in the first few minutes of this episode was, um. My question was, why, why do you guys think that it's so innate within black people, within our culture, that we don't snitch? You hear that from your parents. <laughs> you know, I tell my boys all the time, don't be a snitch. Don't tattletale on your brother. You know, don't do this. Don't do that. Um, and, it, and it just kind of manifests itself in, in everything. And, and, and I'm going to say probably certain times when we should be telling because it's more communal, but we don't. Um, so I was just wondering the question that came to mind for me is where do you guys think that stems from? When did sti- when when did snitches get stitches start? Uh, do you remember that? Oh yeah, people still say it. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. But like, when did that start? Was that in the nineties? Probably in the nineties. Yeah, ninety mid nineties, late. Yeah, because I feel like that's what really he was referencing. Um, with the the don't snitch campaign and stuff. I don't remember specifics from stuff like that, but. Well, I just I mean, wonder I if think, it was, I'm sorry, go ahead, Lindsay. It, well, it's just rooted in the general overall fact that black people are treated unfairly by law enforcement in this country, mm-hmm. um, as we all know, and the history of the police department. And so like, there's a crime sort of, of if you are snitching on a black person to the police, it's almost like you are uh, throwing another black person mm-hmm. to the slaughter. So we all just yeah. stay in our lane and mind our business. But listen, y'all fuck with my family, or you fuck with me, I'm a snitch. Yeah, well, I feel something, you know. Like I, I, I draw a line on people being killed, you know, uh, children being harmed, mm-hmm. you know, people's house being shot up and things like that. No, I'm not going to do your job for you police department Mm. i'm not about to you know just lay it all out for you but i think that there's a fine line and and that's where 
other cultures or other races could then come in and point the finger as to why we're a detriment to our own communities because we don't tell on our own. Mm-hmm. Um, I was thinking even further back than that because I do think that a lot of what we do as a community now and as a culture has to do with slavery. So I was kind of thinking even further than that, like you wouldn't tell the, you know, the, the plantation owner, you wouldn't tell the master, you know, where such and such. And if you did, then you were considered like, a house slave, yep. you know, like a house, a house nigga, whatnot. So, well, I mean, I'm that's, if that's it's, where it's rooted in in that as well. That's where modern policing came from. Was the yeah. the guys mm-hmm. who were hired yeah. to go and catch the runaway slaves? So, yeah. like from the very beginning, cops versus black people has been like uh, I, I don't even know what, what we would call that. Like arch enemies. <laughs> that's not yeah, the fucking yeah. right word, but you know what I mean. Well, there's a struggle for um, superiority and there's a struggle for authority, whereas we can't have, um, you know, respect for you and and respect your authority when you kill people that are running away, you know, when you shoot oh, them yeah. in the back or, um, you know, it there's there's <laughs> so there's so much behind, um, you know, why there is a disconnect between you know, us and, and the law. Um, and people want to make it seem like it's because we just don't want to obey the law. And that's not it at all. Um, yeah, actually we want to be protected. What and, you just said, can I uh, play a clip real quick? Yeah. Because it's just, it's exactly what you were basically just saying. If they're so innocent, why won't they talk to the police? <gasps> what did he say? Yeah, why? 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 Doesn't sound like innocent behavior to me. Why wouldn't they want to talk to the police? I love talking to the police. Like, the difference between black culture that's like, ah, uh, no, no, I'm not going to, that's, I, I ain't going to fuck with that. That's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. To the white people are like, there must be something wrong if they don't talk to the police. Only guilty people don't want to talk to the police. And I think that is in, that right there is kind of white privilege just in itself. Like, that is what mm-hmm. white privilege is. These white people are like, but I love to talk to the police. They're here to help me. Whereas black people are like, that cop ain't going to do shit for me. That cop's probably going to get me Nothing. killed. Yes. Yeah. One thousand percent. That's exactly what I feel like. I mean, it's even addressed in the in this episode. Mm-hmm. You know, you help and then they say they're going to protect you and then they don't. And then um, when you get shot in front of them, they will then put you in jail for uh, for not. Not or just let you lay there and pass away, you know, yeah. and not, you know. Yeah, you definitely. More likely yard, that. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's this is where I get angry with people that don't understand defunding the police. It's not about, you know, taking away their their authority. It's it's streamlining. It's having checks and balances. It's making sure that the chief of the department isn't a freaking racist mm-hmm. and, you know, head of the freaking Ku Klux Klan for his area. Um, you know, it's making sure that if you grew up in um, Elk Grove, for example, you know, very, you know, back in the day, a very farmer-esque town, but then you can't go and work in South Sac, which is all black and all Mexican and all Asian. Like you need to be able to work in that environment for like a year or so and kind of do what they used to do old school, you know, like there's the cop that it was on the beat and that cop knew your grandparents and grandparents' names and knew all this. Just that's that that's because cops lived in the same fucking neighborhoods that they patrolled. That, whereas exactly. now and like, now they don't. Yeah. They don't. They don't. Yeah. They absolutely don't. Um, 
I don't know if y'all remember, but uh, there are a bunch of cops in Seattle PD that were caught at the D.C. rallies, right? <laughs> Rally, I use in quotes. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, the these guys have had the gall to sue people to prevent their names being repli- re- uh, released to the public so that they can continue to make their $100,000 a year or whatever and live in Mercer Island, which is not actually in the city of Seattle. And like, like I just. But yet, at the drop of a hat, you released Jamal's name. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I forgot what we were watching recently, but it made a very good point. Whenever they talk about a, um, you know, like one of the, the guys that had the bad day, you know, whenever mm-hmm. they talk about him, they show his picture, you know, when he played baseball. They show his picture of him and his family on vacation. They show him fishing, you know. um, But then when, for example, Jamal does it and Jamal happens to maybe have a mugshot, you know, because he had a, you know, he was in the drunk tank. That's what they show, you know. Or um, holding a gun in like a Facebook profile as if that mm -hmm. somehow makes them a bad person. Oh, hello, dog. Hi. (laughs) (laughs) It's... um, It's very scary, yet, um, and irresponsible of the media because they continue to, mm-hmm. you know, they continue that narrative. Um, and then they try to act like they're oblivious to it and they, and they, they have nothing to do with right. it. They don't know where that, where those, you know, ideologies come from. That's actually, um, in <laughs> one of the, the few things that I, cause again, I'm not really watching the news that much anymore, but it was on John Oliver and I watched John Oliver religiously because I fucking love that human. Um, <laughs> but he totally called out. So after the shootings, uh, is it Megan McCain posted mm-hmm. on her social media uh, that, you know, she, she was like against violence against Asian Americans and Pacific Islanders. And <laughs> uh, he, uh, he basically found a clip from her from last year saying, well, I don't think it matters if people call it the China virus. It's, I don't think that's going to hurt anything. And in my opinion, it doesn't really matter. It's like, oh, yeah, okay. No, say see, that no, now. See, no, no, that is. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, when somebody says something about her dad or, you know, <laughs> yep. um, about POWs, then she wants to just go all off. Her know? dad was but a better in other ways, politician She shows she her true colors. Person. Like, she definitely mm-hmm. shows her privilege. For yeah. sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, yeah. It's that's why I say once again, Vice News, love it because Vice News really the way that they report and the fact that they allow their journalists to be, um, you know, to have their own voice and to really tell a story. I, I love about them. I'm addicted to Vice News. Yeah. Addicted. Um. So the the next part that happens in the show, I think it's really funny. And I know Lindsay had a clip that she wanted to play from it. So Huey talks about basically what we just talked about by why black people don't snitch, um, but that rappers will absolutely tell on themselves. And so this clip is uh, Gangstalicious. Gangstalicious, reminds too vicious. Eat MCs all day, mmm, delicious. My whole crew up in this, no doubt we gonna win this. Smack up your moms like I smack Johnny Guinness. Doing client yesterday, I don't care what they say. Suckers really shouldn't play, I hit them with the Hennessy. <laughs> like that entire rap was what he did the day before. And yeah. like, but, but both Dean and Lindsay were like, hey, that reminds me mm-hmm. of a video, or video, of a story that someone told us, MJ. 
<laughs> about the, the guy who stole EDD millions. Guys? The guy who stole millions from unemployment. Oh yeah, the EDD guy, and then wrote yeah. the song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Still, the song slap is slap. You dumbass. It still goes, but it's so funny that you say that because another rapper just got um, put in federal custody um, today. Um, he's a, he's a, he's a pretty big rapper. I mean, I, I, to me, he's not, you know, he's one of these young ones, NBA young boy. And there's like 19 NBA Wait, what? letter acronyms and shit that's like his, that. But anyways, NBA, yeah, that's his what? Name. NBA young boy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. Is everybody yeah, like okay. a Twitter handle now? It, <laughs> it legit. Wait, like you said, like, oh, yeah, that's not even oh, the only NBA sense, something yeah. like, fuck that. What the hell? All like, the that's what I was just going to say that. Like yeah. there's 500 oh, little somethings. Yeah. yeah. Never broke, again. Never broke again. Yeah, I mean, they just—you just can't. Oh, good lord, don't get me started. Like <laughs> y'all are just so. It, it, the, what it says now is how bad you guys want to belong to something that they create these, you know, little kind of little clicks and these names based mm-hmm. off of it. And then when they fall out, then they're like, "I got to take the YBA, NBA, and blah 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 off my name because I'm not cool with them anymore." But anyways, this just this young man—if you want to call him that—I um, <laughs> think he's the one that has like six, seven kids. Yeah, by different women. Um, and he's told on himself, like he's another one that just all his raps, all his music is about crimes that now they, they're like, okay, you, you, you gave it to me. Oh like God. you just gave it to me in a nice little, nice little bow. Um, That's crazy. It is. I'm so happy that my sons like, um, you know, that Deuce likes 90s music and that Jax likes kind of like pop and EDM because this rap is trash and these guys are not creative at all mm-hmm. um you know we had it ain't no fun you know the homies can't have none but i would much rather have that this this shit that these these kids talk about today i mean because they're just they're talking about taking lives mm-hmm. and they're so serious about it um but that's exactly what they do the rappers that's i mean once again you know the wisdom of of the, the youngest uh, you know, person on the show. Um, no, girl, that that was your story. It just tripped <laughs> us up because yeah. I was like, we always talk about how prophetic the show is. And it's like, hey, didn't we just do this story? Right? Yeah. Um, it's so funny to me, though, that most Steph is the voice. Um, <laughs> yep. So funny to me. But it's uh, this is why they have the the um, the hip hop uh, binder or whatever that they have, like the New York police department. And they say other major cities, um, example, uh, Las Vegas, Miami. If you're a big rapper, let's say you are little Wayne. If you're not doing a residency, they don't make it easy for you to get a room. Um, really? they, the, cl- Oh, the clubs. Oh yeah. The clubs will not like help to give you VIP. And so, because they don't, they feel like if they come there, they're going to be bringing their entourage and it's going to be bringing a lot of problems. That's why there's mm-hmm. no hip hop clubs in Vegas anymore. Everything is EDM or, you know, spin, you mm-hmm. know, um, Pauly D spinning it and mixing it with something else. There's no, there's no pure hip hop clubs there. And it's because they're trying to you know, they're trying to mold uh, the audience that they have there. So, um, but all these major cities have these, have a dossier of all the rappers. Um, <laughs> I'm being all serious. And he puts freaking Will Smith up. Like, Will Smith is not in anybody's hip hop finder at all. At all. Oh, um, that poor man. 
Oh yeah, right. Uh, like I mean, he's he's got a lot of money. He's he's got beautiful oof, kids. A lot. But seriously, man. man no, no, no. Aubrey. No, I can't. Aubrey. Yes. No, I can't. I love Drake. Now listen, Drake one. grooms little kids. I can't do it. I cannot do it. No. Are yes. You on that? Oh my gosh. Are you on that? He dates little girls. No, I'm on that. He grooms them. That is a very different thing. And yes, he has admitted to it. He likes. He to, likes, he likes them, to be. He likes to. He likes to befriend women. young girls, and then when they turn eighteen, he dates them. That is. That's a grooming. That's a pedophiliac. Oh, oh, I heard. Yeah, I thought it was mm. like more like 21, 22. No, I know he, no, the, you know, Millie Bobby Brown was girls. like 14. The girl from Stranger Things. He's been texting her and like sending her private like pictures and and all of these things. And she was I don't even think she's 18 yet. No, she's not. I don't oh. know. But Drake seemed like really. Drake, <sighs> yeah, he pissed me off. Drake, that, you can, like, you can, you can send me DMs. He was a good guy. <laughs> Maybe he thought he was actually wheelchair. talking to Bobby Brown. Well, that's possible. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Look, Bobby Brown's the good one. I still say we all know that it wasn't Bobby. It wasn't Bobby who got in. Who got a, them started on that good <sighs> that good nose candy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I. Uh, it, but like I was saying, it's just. You guys, they already have their eyes out for you. Um, they're yeah. waiting for you to to mess up. That's why they're letting so many of these rappers now that should be in jail, no, you know, no bail, no bond. They're getting out and they're flying, you know, to other parts of the world. And it's like, do you guys understand? Because they're trying to set you up. They're trying to wait until you do one little thing. So then they can go ahead and get you on 10, 15, 20 years. Mm-hmm. Um, but yet they're so delusional for, I, I, I don't know. I don't know what reason. It makes me sad, though, it, because it's like we're hell bent on putting another generation well, through it, our prison system. It feels and I, I hate to blame, like, essentially kids who are looking up to these people, but it feels like that is literally what they're trying to do. Like, it is literally let's turn, a, a you know, a generation of rap lovers into people who idolize going to prison and, you know, mm-hmm. like bringing that whole like and. You know, I'm going to be absolutely honest with you when I and <laughs> I say this as someone who is not a big rap lover, but the more white people getting involved in rap, the worse I see children who enjoy that music becoming. And I it sounds fucking weird, but like three quarters well, we of know those that like, the reason why rap has blown up so much is because of who spends the money on it. Black kids don't get to go spend right. $700 right. to go to Coachella or to go see their, right. you know, rap artists. They don't get to go spend $150 to get the new pair of jeans. So we know who the audience is and that's why mm-hmm. the record companies keep making these, you know, or keep recruiting these people because it's uh, look at TikTok. The ads okay? and the gin remies. <laughs> I, I, I mean, mm. I mean Pop Smoke, kids. love them. Mm. But I'm old enough to understand, like, the the talent that that young man had and, like, the, you know, what's so sad about him losing his life so young. But all those little white kids that are dancing to, um, you know, um, with Dior and, and just all his other songs that are just doing the dances, you guys think that shit's cool. You know what I'm saying? And you don't have any... You don't have any I keep uh, trying to like, not real laugh. example. <laughs> you, know, like, you don't have any real example of it. Whereas the rest of us, you know, we may have had a cousin that was locked up or, mm-hmm. you know, pulled over by the cops or whatever. I, I mean, I will say that 
and this makes me feel old, but for them to say that like Jay-Z, 50 Cent, Eminem, like yeah. they have made themselves, they've grown up into men and they've made themselves businessmen and they've changed from who they were at 20, 30 years old. Mm-hmm. I don't see this generation you know, 20, 30, 40 years old, being entrepreneurs, having, you know, alcohol brands and clothing lines and investing and, you know, right. like owning Basquiat's and shit like that. It's like, all about the YouTube and the TikTok and getting the views and getting the likes mm-hmm. and not about actually like becoming a better human in any way. Whereas oh, yeah. um, a lot of uh, musicians and rappers from like our day, you know, the ones who were getting popular in the 80s and 90s, they realized along the way that they were going to have to at some point live probably without making, you know, more money unless they magically, you know, have a hit that will keep giving them returns forever. So just, yeah, you know, Snoop, look at Snoop. He's in Corona commercials. Um, Well, Snoop is actually a really great example because like people who just know him as the dude who's friends with Martha Stewart Mm -hmm. and like does Mm -hmm. commercials and shit, they don't realize that this guy was was about to go to prison for murder. Yeah. And that was no that was no joke. Like they he was really gonna go to prison for shizzle. Yep. Yeah. I love to hear like white people say for shizzle. I'm like, oh you know, but that's that's their And they hated Snoop back in the day. Oh, hated him. Oh, God, you know, murder was the case. And, mm-hmm. you know, like I said, you know, the chronic and, and, ain't gin no and, and all that. <laughs> yeah, gin and juice. And um, yeah, but right now people are loving him and, you know, buying more Coronas because <laughs> buying more Coronas <laughs> because of him. Nope, uh, he's having a ball. He's just having a ball over here. It's okay? adorable. He's having a ball. So, <laughs> I really am trying so not special. to laugh, but every time no, it changes, it just fine. cracks me hey, up. It's fine. It's just, uh, <laughs> people are going to be like, what are they talking about? So if I could just tell you, it's 913 and my 23-year-old just texted me happy birthday. Aww. 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 It is 913. <laughs> my birthday is almost over. And this little Negro, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, granddad. <laughs> I hate you. Up, drink a Red Bull. He likes when I call him that, though. <laughs> he likes when I call him that. He's like, yeah, I am. I am black. I'm like, plus everything else. Um, <laughs> There's a few Will Smiths that keep popping up here. <laughs> yeah, they're liking Will Smith on this app, whatever this is. They they like them some Will Smith. Just don't make me do the, what was his dance? Oh, all right. But there's more than one face. Man, I'm, okay. Getting jiggy I, with it. Yeah, don't make me do it. Maybe that. at some point we'll do, like, we'll record actual, like, video of some of the bullshit we get up to. But, like, yeah. I mean, I'd have to plan yeah. that ahead of time because I am not wearing clothes, really. So, hey, <laughs> even better. People will be like, what? Right now, this is, uh, I don't know, this is what they were doing. Only this guy wants uh, to see me naked. So, gosh. Oh, He's like, I'll go naked too. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so I, 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 I work um, from home all the time. Yeah, he's naked almost all the time. <laughs> oh my he puts on clothes when he has to answer the door or like run to the store, go buy me weed, which is yeah. Well, I oh, mean, see, I have yeah. I I if it wasn't for like yoga pants, good lord, and sweatshirts, because that has been my outfits for the last year year Boy. and a half. Um, but um, so I did want to ask you guys about. Excuse me. When they stole, when they took the car. Okay, wait, we're not there. Um, We've got so much more episode to go for that. 
<laughs> we're about like halfway Ooh. through right now. The car oh, is okay. not yet. Okay, so and before I forget, I've the neighborhood so. watch gets together and they talk about the situation. Ruckus stirring crap and like basically trying to say oh, it's the Freemans. They, you know, those new those new ends over there, <laughs> and um, the uh, head of the watch. Uh, now, um, for me personally, I'm saying there's a little trigger warning before this clip because I desperately despise the word that is used in it. But I think that it's uh, worth it in there for the point that I want to make with it. So go ahead and play that clip. I say it's time we officially militarized the neighborhood wall. Everyone calm down. I promise you, Riley will talk soon. Do you even have a permit for that gun? Maybe I don't. Come and pry it from my cold, dead hands, faggot boy. So, two points on that one. The first one, how quickly she turns on the good Negro as mm -hmm. soon as he's like, whoa, wait a second. Like, she just becomes vicious to him. Whereas before, you know, he was the good guy and he was leading everything. You know, he was trying to mediate, but she, like, the second he was like, why are you doing nope I'm gonna cock my gun and make you kind of maybe think that maybe I'm gonna shoot you because now I am presenting that to you um uh, the yeah. first thing I thought was how long ago was this because it seems yeah this so long ago that but that actually it was more acceptable you know <laughs> that it was acceptable nobody oh, really okay thought you mean the, the yeah language wise the language yeah, yeah yeah i wasn't talking about the language in particular i was talking more about that she turned on him so completely well yeah um the thing the that language... stuck out to me was just how strong that stood out to me yes. like that as soon yes. as she said it i was like ooh, right ooh, okay. there was it was a yeah. full like three six like it wasn't it didn't look anything like what she was presenting herself as to him mm -hmm. before that moment so so the second uh the second part about that is, so this episode came out on October 22nd, 2007. And in February 2012, Trayvon Martin was shot, shot by an armed neighborhood watchman. And that, like, the first time watching this episode, that was the thing that popped, or not first time, but the first time re-watching this episode, that was the first thing that popped in my head. I had to immediately stop it and go and check the dates because I was like, I knew it wasn't close, but I wanted to... I don't want to know. I don't know if I wanted to reassure myself that this episode had happened before that happened or what, but like it really struck me as, you know, back then that was kind of a, uh, oh, well, you know, neighborhood watch having guns. That's probably not a good idea, but I mean, it feels like it could be a good idea. And it was debated for a really long time. And I feel like that argument has severely dried up since Trayvon was murdered. Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. But I just really wanted to kind of point that out that it's not the first time in the episode that that woman is holding a gun. She also has a shotgun and is, shoots at people with the shotgun. And that with that those two parts together are what really were like, oh, Jesus, fuck, that's just like Trayvon, you know, shooting yeah. at someone you think is doing something they shouldn't be doing without even really knowing who they are or, you know, what they might have been doing. And then essentially shifting the blame onto the family that won't snitch. Yeah. And, and the narrative that's so common now that like Lindsay said, it's because I can, 
you know, instead of it being a, you mm-hmm. know, a, a white man at this time, it was a, you know, an older white woman who felt very, um, you know, empowered and felt very, um, I don't want to say privileged, but like, she felt like it was within her rights yeah. um, to, you know, to, to be that out with it. And um, so, yeah, it was exactly, you know, like, like you mentioned earlier. Um, and it's funny because it's, this is before the age of Karen's. Yes. And I mean, she was pretty much the, you know, exactly. The of Karen's. Those black people, um, they won't talk to the police. Well, they're going to join us because I'm going to make them. And she walks mm-hmm, over there mm-hmm. with all her self-importance and basically demands that this person talk to the police. <laughs> yeah, creating her own narrative. Yeah, Creating her own narrative, like the lady in the park mm. with her dog, you know, that was too busy trying to, you know, c- call a lie that she didn't realize that she was strangling her dog. But, you know, yeah. Real quick, the, the voice of of uh, Betty Von Hausen was done by Marion Ross, who was Mrs. Cunningham. Oh on my Happy goodness. Days. That's shut up. Oh wow. Oh my God. How <laughs> dare you. I did not what? read your little your little notes that you put on. <laughs> that's awesome. Mrs. C? Come on, not Mrs. C. <laughs> I mean, that's also kind of beautiful because would Mrs. would Mrs. C have turned into a lot of what her generation turned into? Right. Right. It's <laughs> a lot funny of because she was a uh, she was Red's mom on that '70s show too. So I feel like oh, um, yeah. in both of those roles, like she very much played, you know, who she was on, you know, on Happy Days. Mm. But then you get to that '70s show, and she's just like this, you know, just old person. She says what she says. You know, she smokes some tons, tons of cigarettes. She drank her scotch, and um, so oh my god, but that just mind blown. <laughs> what? What? We were talking about Potsy and Ralph Mouth earlier today. <laughs> we were. <laughs> so the next scene is the one that you wanted to talk about. That's when um, Ed and, and Remy are running away because they're shooting at us. And uh, they see Riley and Dorothy. Mm-hmm. And then they steal Dorothy. Yes. So. Do you have something... You wanted to say that. Oh, I thought we were playing. I thought you had nope, a clip nope. for it. I was just like, where are we going? Um, <laughs> I was like, good. You guys picked that one. No, um, I just, I saw then I, what I loved about, well, not loved about that scene, but was that you just kind of saw right. Um, Riley's like, I, I want to say his innocence, but his faith in like their relationship and how cool they were, how that started to, yes. you know, how he started to see the real, just like how he starts singing, um, uh, Thugless, what Thugnificent was the same? Thugnicious, mm-hmm. Thugnificent. Thug- how he Thug- sees him for the truth. Like, what? No, Gangstalicious how- and Thugnificent. Gangstalicious, there you go. <laughs> Put them all together, same difference. Yeah. Um, but yeah, how he kind of had, you know, his, his dream or his idea of them just shattered. Mm-hmm. So you start to see it there and you start to see like him question like, you know how when you have that one friend that's always getting you in trouble? Like you always like, get in trouble but that one with- friend yes. is never in trouble. Yes. So you start to kind of see that, that thought process. Mm-hmm. Um, Disillusionment. Especially, yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's like, he, I think he realizes by the end, which, you know, you know, don't want to run too far ahead, but by the end that he's like, all right, I need to keep these fools at, at arm's length. Like they're not, I think he was you like, know, yeah, I think after Dorothy, that's, he's like, gosh, damn it. Okay. I can't snitch. Cause they're my pe- They're my boys. If I snitched on them, then, you know, everybody would find out, which is literally what basically happens in the next scene. Cause the cops are trying to get yes. Riley to talk about it. And grand grandpa's granddad's trying to like shake it out of the boy. Um, 
Yeah, but that's they nobody can get him to snitch because he believes so strongly in this snitch code that his granddad had obviously taught him because granddad didn't want to be a snitch until it was granddad's car. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, then he wanted to know immediately. So now you tell. <sighs> yeah, which is very much how I remember things like that going when I was a kid. Think I'm going to be very against this thing, and you're going to follow me and be against this thing, and then I'm going to turn on a dime, and I expect you to follow with me. Mm-hmm. Woo! Because I said so. <laughs> yep. Because I said so. Yeah. Yeah. Our kids are too smart for that now. There, there's not really a setup on this next clip here, but it's, I was just going to say that. <laughs> I figured there, that's why. there is. There well, is. I, 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 you want to set it up? I was going to ask Lindsay to do, to do that. Yeah, because it related more so to what we were talking on earlier. And it does relate to what we're talking on, talking about now, which is about the selfish reasons why you do not snitch. Like, it's not just like a a thing about brotherhood and like, oh, we're all in this together and we're not going to turn on each other. It's because a lot of times when you snitch, what happens in this next clip also happens. Bernard lived, but when he refused to identify the man who shot him, he was charged with conspiracy and sentenced to a month in jail. So basically, you are disposable. And this is why it loops back around into what we were talking about earlier. Um, So let's say the cops just say, like, hey, we got to put someone away for um, Mrs. Vanderbilt's home. So you know what, Lindsay? You know what? You're here. We don't have the evidence, but you're here. So... You're now going to do a month in jail. Um, shit, what was mm-hmm. I going to say about that in relation to this episode? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm blanking. Oh, what was that documentary that just came out not too long ago about the guy who but was that's at the exactly Walgreens? What I was thinking of. Yep, just buying diapers for his sister, I think. And then he goes to prison for like 20-something years just because he was in that Walgreens buying diapers at the same time this corrupt police officer got shot by a bunch of other corrupt police officers, and he does the time. That's why we don't fuck with y'all like that. That's why we don't snitch, because we want no parts of your bullshit. Facts that, hey, look, reasons right there. That's all you need to know. No, it is is very true, because how many times have... um, I would love to know the statistics on when they put people of color in, um, like, witness protection. Mm. I don't feel like... Well, just a police, just like a local police wouldn't be able to do that anyway. That's literally not I'm saying in a larger... Yeah, like FBI. I'm just saying in a larger sense, like how, Mm -hmm. you know, we're we're here to take care of you. What percentage? they're they're not. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, look at how their interrogation process goes. Um, I think perfect example of that is making a murderer. And when they interviewed the, um, Brant, the, the, the nephew or whatever, like that was so like, that was horrible. Um, And they do the same thing. Mm -hmm. You actually, uh, like that was something that I wrote down when I was watching, not the making a murder specifically, but Mm -hmm. if in real life, (laughs) if Riley was taken in by the cops to be questioned and his guardian was also taken in, uh, child child services would have to get involved. Like, they wouldn't, mm-hmm. legally, they wouldn't be able to mm-hmm. question mm-hmm. him. And yet this guy is, mm-hmm. you know, alone, basically, or two cops in a room with Riley, you know, in, in this interrogation scene. Although I do love the way that Riley's just like, no, nah, I'm going to talk about my bike and my spinners. And 
um, because he's not going to talk to the cops. So, mm-hmm. well, about everything else, but, but it's that same I, kind yeah, of thing. that's. And, and I want, um, real, real quick, I want to bring up the name of the person you were talking about from the documentary, Sean yes. Sean Ellis. I just want to make sure that we put the name out there. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah, and the doc is trial four because it took four fucking trials <laughs> to get this man off. Ridiculous. Watch years. it. It's good. Jesus. <sighs> yeah. And funny enough, uh, you know, Ed and Remy in, in our next scene – you know, they break into a house. It turns out to be a house that already has a alarm system. Um, they make too much noise. They get shot at again. Granddad shoots uh, Ed, gets gets him right in the chest, which, of course, they wear a bulletproof vest because they, for show, not for actually getting shot. Um, and we kind of get the reason why they were doing what they were doing. Um, and Grandpa has an, a question for them. I don't get it. You guys got elephant dollars. Why you dumbass robbing people? Because I'm an American. Shit. It's the American way, man. Shit. Who the fuck was you raised in a third world country? See, as I broke it down to Ed Pops, if people don't have a need, then there won't be no demand. So we out here creating the demand. You know what I'm saying? We Turns out shit. Ed and Rummy were breaking in the homes as a way to stimulate and, you know, sales you know, for once the security service, which was owned by Ed's grandfather. Because, of course. But that's like that's the whole like thing about privilege. Like they're doing this thing and getting away with it and it's getting blamed on the black family. And it isn't until they're literally in the next scene walking out of the house and Grandhead's like, they did it. And everyone's like, No, no, it can't it can't possibly be them. They're not like what uh um Ruckus is like, they're not, they're not Negroes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, because the the so just to kind of finish off the episode, like after all of the hubbub and the there was no charges filed against um, Ed and and uh, Remy, and so they come back and they steal Riley's bike, <laughs> and they're just like, "Thanks for not snitching, stupid motherfucker!" Like they they, oh, I am so glad that at the end of this. You were talking about Riley earlier and his disillusionment. I'm so glad at the end of this where he's like, you ain't my fucking friends. Like, you know, he's so frustrated, but yet he still can't snitch. He still can't mm-hmm. do it. Mm-hmm. Oh. And it's like a lesson lesson learned. You know, like I said, when you find out that one friend is like, mm-hmm. all right, they're not worth it. You know, like when I skipped school in seventh grade and I'm the only one that got in trouble out of everybody. Mm, yeah. Um, but we all got caught, you know, that type of situation. So I will never forget that. Oh, yeah. I remember my sister getting blamed for a bomb threat at the high school, and she was the only one blamed, but yet, like, 20 of them had a bomb day party. <laughs> like, and it wasn't actually her that made the phone call, to be perfectly honest, but they totally tried to, like, say, oh, we've got your fingerprints on the payphone, because this is back in the payphone days and shit, which was bullshit, <laughs> but... Yeah, it's just funny that all of her white friends were totally like off the hook and she was the one that everyone was, oh, it's got to be her. She's a troublemaker. It's usually what happens. Yeah. Why people leave you out there? No, I'm kidding. All right, then. I think it's time. (laughs) Welcome to Stupid White People Questions. You mean I'm going to stay this color? That makes me so happy. (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, so today's white people, not necessarily, this is actually not a stupid question. Uh, and, and, and actually came from a black woman that I found on TikTok. Um, and it was, it's, it's question about allyship. Um, and it, it, the question is, do you have any white folks on your list of who could not only come to the cookout, but bring, make and bring the potato salad? Now, and, and she referred to these people as having the Tina Marie badge. So, if you know. yeah, oh, Tina Marie, my girl, my so, girl, uh, who they refer to as the Ivory Queen of Soul. So, oh, yeah, that yes. makes sense. Okay. So, so, who, so do you have any, I mean, whether it's friends or if you have a celebrity, do you, do you in know mind? white people that you would invite to the picnic? First question, right? Yeah, you got people you'd invite to the picnic. Oh, yeah. Yeah, That's we're good. sitting here. We're like, ooh, ooh, ooh. Um, I do. I have a, a a female friend and a male friend. Um, just invite? Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. But be able to bring the, t- the, the potato salad, only two people. Um, I've talked about Chris before. I've talked to you guys about him. I said, you know, if the zombie apocalypse happens, he is the, mm-hmm. you know, the big corn fed can fix everything white boy that we would go to, but, but he also can cook his ass off. He can grill. He's actually one. Yeah. <laughs> he's one first place in the rib cook off. Um, like I said, he can do everything. He would be able to, because I believe that he would like look up, you know, uh, he you wouldn't know, put raisins uh, in there. No, he wouldn't. <laughs> he would know that we only do with the potatoes, the pimentos, how much, some, mustard? you know, eggs, yeah, a little bit of a uh, little bit of mustard. Miracle Whip, no, or <laughs> best foods. Best, best foods. foods. Yes, Although thank you. I love, I was I like, love I don't know if they have best Whip, foods at Hellman's or <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> not Miracle Whip because um, that shit is gross. <laughs> I love Miracle Whip. Oh my no, God, I love it. it's terrible. The best turkey sandwiches. Oh my god. <gasps> The Miracle Whip is so salad good. dressing. Technically. Anyway, te- I mean, that's how they label it anyway. What? Yeah. They don't call it's it It's so funny. It's not Only a white people yeah. say that, and it's like, oh, it's supposed to be a thing that white people love, but I only hear white people go, oh, God, no, it's it's salad dressing. And I'm like over here like, make have, every sandwich that you could possibly can for me with Miracle Whip. I mean, I've had I've had it. I don't. I probably was a small child the last time I had it. So I can still maybe. remember the reaction I had yeah. to a sandwich with it. Like wow. I, yeah. I though, I am a very weird person when it comes to food. If we have not talked about it already, I can vividly remember like textures and flavors that I didn't like, so I know to stay away from something. <laughs> and I vividly remember Miracle Whip, and it's well, not know, a good yeah. memory. <laughs> Well, that's like hubby. He says, is it creamy? Is it white? Is it creamy? He doesn't eat anything that is white <laughs> or creamy. All right. All right. Ice cream? Vanilla. But it. Vanilla. Yeah, because he gets vanilla bean. Oh, the and, you know, French vanilla. Yeah. Yeah, French vanilla. Yeah. Yeah. It's off-white. Literally. Off-white, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, but yeah, but Lindsay, what, what about you? I Do guess. you have anybody that could make the, the dressing, the potato salad? I do. I do. I have a sister. She's probably listening to this. <laughs> she is my cousin's wife, kind of. Like, we all grew up together, whatever, but she was close, close family friend. Her name is also Lindsay. And oh. yes, Lindsay, if you're listening, I would be proud if you bought the potato salad. Oh. Love her. What about the dressing? <laughs> um. Yeah, she could. She could. Like, she's a part of our family. She would get the proper guidance, okay? Okay. She'd do all right. I've she got, wouldn't be like my best friend who's too. black and Puerto Rican. 
and is like, I made a sausage and save sage. And I'm like, what? That is not, girl, that is not dressing. Dressing is cornbread and um, mushroom, cream of mushroom soup and celery. And, and she's like, no, I mean, with sage and walnuts and, and sausage. And I'm like, what, girl? What? And raise it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, you've taken your Puerto Rican and black card yeah. taken away expeditiously. I feel kind of like I'm, that's- I'm literally sitting here thinking I have a really great circle of strong white ally friends, mm-hmm. but I don't think I will ever eat any potato salad <laughs> that anyone other than my dad made. And so therefore I will probably never eat potato salad again. Mm. <laughs> so I will say that I will say that Azelle's, I like Azelle's potato salad. That's pretty decent. Mm. I might try it next time. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> so is Elle's is, is a black owned business, right? Um, I believe they still are. Yeah. Cause yeah. the, I think both the husband and wife were black. And so now it's, but now they split up because it's Azelle's and churches. No, I, no churches is completely separate. Church is something else. Um, yeah, I don't know. They, I, I know they, spl- I know they split up and the, what and them? the wife got to keep the, the, the uh, recipe. Res- yeah, the, the restaurant and the name. <laughs> Or who, but one the of dad them, did. Dad opened one. That's why. Or that's dad, the man, opened one. I don't remember what it was called. That's why I was like, <laughs> I was like mm-hmm. yeah. I, I. I mean, I. I've never made potato salad myself. I mean, I've. I've eaten it a ton what? of times. But. Um, but yeah, and the potato salad I always grew up with was yellow. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So mm-hmm. This mm-hmm. now, Grant, I will tell you that they must use a very light bit of 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 mustard it's in. mustard mixed with mayo right right yeah and 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 what they put out of azelles uh but you can mm. taste you can definitely taste the mustard in it so it's a kind of mustard too yeah 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 french's for like. for yellow mustard yes yes it has to be that <laughs> one when you like you press it Anything it's like else? water at first Some dijon mustard <laughs> it could we could work with that too you, just, some, you know some dijon and some cayenne in there I don't know. I'm, I'm oh, becoming pa- partial paprika. to dill, and I feel that would go really well. Paprika. Yes, yes. Oh, now I'm on some potato salad. Uh, I'm actually kind of hungry. Like, it's almost ten right. o'clock at night, and I'm like, oh fuck, Thanks, my guys. stomach's growling a little bit. <laughs> Got some hot links down there. I could whip up some potato salad. Just kidding. my birthday. I'm I made shrimp and steak tonight. You did, and the sh- the shrimp that I was able to eat was delicious, and the garlic bread was delicious, and the steak I'll either eat tomorrow or you will. Somebody's going to eat it. I, I hate my I hate my well I hate my appetite especially when I'm ex- extremely stressed like I have been lately. Um, it's a struggle to eat. It's uh, like a very conscious effort of like okay I need something with protein and I need to drink water mm-hmm. and I need like yeah I'm not I'm not good at that especially when I'm overwhelmed by life so. Yeah, when I get down like that, because protein's huge for me to have with the, you know, with MS, I just try to <laughs> keep like nuts around, um, mm. you know, the granola, the granola bars or protein shakes. Yeah. Um, because that's. Yeah, I'm, we don't really have kitchen space for the shakes that I would yeah. want to make. So I need yeah, to start just life. ordering them again more. Like <laughs> so, but all right, there we go. Huh, okay. I was never now a you guys fan, are but up I. On our eating habits. Tried it through um, <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yes. Yep. Um. So. Well, it's a uh, you know beautiful spring day now. To now it's new season yes. of the weather, not the show. 
<laughs> Not yet, anyway. Not yet. I'm, I am really excited about that. Yeah. Um, all right. So unless there's anything else, um, I know we wanted to definitely plug the Patreon. Hopefully uh, you're already listening to the Patreon version of tonight's show. Uh, but if you are listening to our free version out in the world, uh, there is a um, much longer, more uh, in-depth and fun podcast waiting for you over at patreon.com slash boondockspod. And uh, yeah, you can check out our TikTok, our Facebook, Twitter, Discord. Discord. Yeah, join yes. our Discord. We want to talk to you. Merch is almost complete. Um, well, we could use some more. We, almost complete. Yeah, can't wait for that. And, cool. and, and I know I gave, I, I'm, I'm sure Lindsay won't get out there, but. <laughs> I gave you guys the, the TikTok login. So if you guys want to, and whatever clips you guys want me to put out there for you guys to, if you want to do lip syncs to whatever, I'll do it. Uh, and, and any of, any of the, any of the, who are following us that's on TikTok yeah. that want to duet them, uh, let us know and I'll put clips out there and we'll, yeah. we'll do duet things. And we also kind of ask for your opinion too. Yeah. If you join us on our social medias, uh, especially on Twitter or TikTok, if you have suggestions for things or, you know, when Dean has a question about appropriateness or appropriation, yeah. then, you know, we ask you guys. I do. So. Have, and I do have a question for, I mean, cause I, I, Lindsay already answered, uh, and I know MJ, you've been busy, but maybe you can answer. How do you feel about me? And now again, mm -hmm. I would never mm -hmm. say yeah. uh, lip sync the N word at all. Nope. <laughs> I, or even I, mouth it. Yep. And, and I know, I know Ed and Jen, Jen Rummy use it, but they're white characters. Granted, they are voiced by black actors. Is that, would that be appropriate? I don't for me see to why not. You're not doing blackface. Um, you know, you're not, it's a TikTok. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like if, if that was the case, then nobody should be able to be on TikTok doing yeah. anything. Yeah. Right. Um, you know, so especially if you know you are yeah it's if it's in the bio or if you're prefacing it like okay i'm getting ready to do this or whatever yeah um well actually i did i was planning on doing a uh an, an, an intro tiktok saying hi i'm dean i am the producer that's uh, a good way and and then i'll i'll get pictures of you guys and throw awesome. them in there and this is here's Lindsay. mj yeah and here's so Lindsay. These, these are these are everybody on, on the show and come join us and <laughs> we'll be putting out more content, et cetera, et cetera. Because yeah. I think, I mean, I have a lot of fun. Well, yeah. I, you know, yeah. I mean, it's such a good um, you know platform for <laughs> everything. I mean, my little one watches, you yeah. know, people that draw on there and I mean, it's just, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's really good. Oh yeah. Oh, there, you know, there was a guy that there was, there's a, a black artist, uh, and I, cause I follow different, of course I, on, I, cause I have both podcasts on there right now. And so I follow different people on, on each one. And there's a black artist that I follow on the boondocks one who, uh, he does comic stuff and during black history month, almost every day he had a different oh, black that's historical cool. figure in a superhero type of drawing. Like, I mean, he had uh, uh, Sojourner Truth, he had Obama, he had uh, 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 ba oh, uh, Bass cool. Reeves. I mean, so, so many. <laughs> it was awesome. Because like he, and he, what he would do is he would like, uh, he would, so there's a thing called stitching, uh -huh. uh, or stitch or duet. So a stitch means you're gonna grab the first 10, five seconds of a, of a clip, uh, mm -hmm. of somebody else's and then you're going to add your part to it and he would take like these people who were being 
racist, basically. <laughs> and he would just say, and it would cut to him. He goes, shut up. And then it would clear off his table of all his little uh, toys yeah. and things and throw down his book and mm. open it up. Today we're oh, going to yeah, talk I'm, about I'm, I'm going to your profile <laughs> now. I'm going to see. I'm going to follow. <laughs> Let's see what's going on here. Um, but yeah, and if anybody wants <laughs> to, uh, usually when I record as well, just let you know people know I go live. So if you guys are ever, you know, you follow me on Instagram or Twitter or anything, and you guys want to go live while we're on, you know, go ahead and, and come on. That'll be fun yeah. as well. Hell yeah. Yes. All righty, guys. Yeah. I'm going to go yeah. continue drinking for my birthday. All right. You got anything <laughs> else? Anybody? Anybody? Bueller. Happy birthday to you. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, go have a great rest of your birthday, darling. And uh, everyone out there, we'll see you Don't soon. Take this the wrong way, Bye. Bro. I need you to get the hell up out of here. Hey, thanks for joining us again as we make our way through the trials and tribulations of the Freeman family. We hope to see you back again next time for Stink Meaner Strikes Back. Or where to subscribe to the podcast? Just head right over to www.theboondockspod.com slash links. Have a stupid white people question you want to leave us? Email us at host at theboondockspod.com or leave us a voicemail at 760 760- Nine three three eight six three six. That's seven six zero. We three undo. Shout out to the artists who've created our intro and outro tunes. Our intro is hashtag Make a Change by K I R K. You can find them on Spotify, iTunes, and Title. Our outro is Good Times by Audio Binger. You can find them on FreeMusicArchive.org and YouTube.